welcome to another episode of Frontline Magic Podcast. My name is Susanne Axelsson and I am your host for this podcast. And in this episode, we are talking to Kedrick Stewart, who is the COO of Ask Nicely. Kedrick has over 20 years of experience in leading hyper-growth in venture-backed companies. He's also very passionate about empowering the frontline. So tag along as we uncover the secret of what it truly takes to make every customer experience awesome. I'm really pleased to have you here today, Kedrick. Why don't you start with introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to Ask Nicely. Hi, Suzanne. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting ride. I've been through a number of startups. My background is in product marketing, taking new products to market. One of the things that brought me to Ask Nicely in particular is in the previous two companies, I'd implemented an NPS program. And so I'd learned firsthand as the person responsible for customer experience, how hard it is to close the loop and do anything that results in meaningful change that drives that number. So when I found a company that actually had a philosophy on, on how to move NPS, I was all in. That's great. So I'm a bit curious to hear of a recent customer experience that you had and what you thought made it so great. Okay. So I use a pest control company. It happens to be a customer. They were, they've long been my pest control company. And one of the great things about it is they tell you ahead of time what they're going to, and they remind you, hey, we're coming, we're gonna do these things at your house, we're gonna check on this, is there anything else you want, we'll be there in this window, which is the minimum. Things that I really thought were great about the experience were, A, knocked on the door, said they were here, reminded me what they were gonna do, and then B, afterwards came back and checked and said, okay, before I take off, is there anything else that you need me to do? they did miss something recently. And so it was very easy for me to give some feedback and say, you missed X. And they were back the next morning and took care of it and left. And so it's that, it's the follow through, it's the check-in, the check-out and the follow-through that made that experience great for me. And I like to think about that one because it's not above and beyond the call. It's expected, it's predictable and it's comforting in an everyday activity. And those are the kind of experiences I look for. Amazing, yeah, it's all about delivering on the customer's expectation. Yeah. When it comes to Ask Nicely's point of view of customer experience, what does that look like? I think it, it begins, sometimes we look at this a little differently than a lot of other people in that we know that ultimately in service businesses in particular, if an employee is engaged and understands what the goal is and how to achieve the goal, they're more likely to deliver a good experience for the customer. And if the customer has a good experience, they're more likely to either repeat the visit, tell others about it, or continue to be a customer. So for us, the engaged frontline employee drives the customer experience, which drives the business results. And so our point of view begins with what it takes to engage and coach and appreciate that front line. It doesn't begin with how to construct a survey 
or how to get a certain piece of feedback. It begins with what is it that we're going to ask a frontline person to do? What is the service promise we want them to achieve on? And how can we give them a customer's perspective on where that service promise is being executed and where it's lacking so that they can take ownership and really make changes in behavior to achieve a better result going forward. So when we talk about creating a better customer experience for your people, where do you start in a business? I think this is gonna sound a little bit like a broken record just because we talked about it briefly before, but it all starts with the service promise and being very crystal on what it is to deliver a great service to a customer. So the more that you understand what good looks like, the more you can convey to other people how to deliver good. And we find a lot of customers, certainly the ones that are struggling, they're struggling because they're not crystal on the service promise. And the ones that are having great results often have a very well articulated service promise. And actually when we get live with people, it's where we start. We start with what is that service promise and what is the business goal that you think is going to change if you improve and deliver more consistently on that service promise. Then we can actually ask customers, how do we do on this? How do we do on these factors? And those, that service promise can now be delivered to the front line where they understand where good is. And we can lead from the front line in terms of make your best call on how to come through on that service promise. That's really how you empower the team to deliver consistently better experiences. At the end of the day, we're not looking to pile up lots of data like some other groups do. We're looking to come up with small behavior changes every day that make each follow-on experience better. So looking at that, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that today's businesses have when it comes to driving that customer experience? Yeah, it's so interesting. If we think about in a service industry that that frontline worker, that frontline team member has a huge impact on whether the experience is awesome or awful, and you want to figure out what is awesome and how to do more awesome, then I think one of the biggest challenges people have is connecting that through their organization. Somewhere in the organization, there's an understanding of what customers are thinking. There's an understanding of what's go what the service promise is, but there's a breakdown in getting it into a bite-sized chunk that someone can execute on at the front line. That's why we focus so much on that particular challenge of really getting it to the front line, because if they don't change behavior, then nothing really changes in the experience. So all of the really interesting stuff that happens when we get involved with a company is in how we can get that frontline engaged, how we can get them to uh, feel appreciated and get coaching in areas where maybe they have an opportunity to develop and give feedback to their manager of what's working and not working. And sometimes those processes, first of all, they're superhuman dependent, which means they can be good, they can be bad, they're highly variable. If you have a platform that sort of orchestrates that conversation, it gets more consistent and you can identify who's really your high water mark and how do I help coach other people to reach that high water mark? That's a challenge that I think to put it into business speak, operationalizing what you know about what the customer values is where the real challenge is. It isn't in getting the data. It isn't in setting up a survey. It's in doing something with it. 
yeah, great. Doesn't matter if you collect feedback and you don't do anything about it. There are so many scenarios you walk into where people have more data than they can shake a stick at, but they don't have any particular plan of how to do anything different tomorrow with that data. And in what way do you think Eskinicely is helping companies achieve a better results where there are better connection between the front line and the customer? I think that from our personal philosophy, if everyone on the front line understands what good could look like, they, we can give them a personal view of customers who have been through the process with them. So they can get a personal view of the people who they interact with. And they can see how that matches up to either the, or what good looks like. They can get appreciation for the things that they're doing well. They can get shout outs from coworkers. They can get a little coaching on an area that they're struggling with. And so it's really become over time apparent to us that the companies that win have very actionable, discrete, things that you want to do instead of broad, grand ideas of what good looks like that are in PowerPoints. It's no, tomorrow, try this tactic. That's actionable. And I think that's where all of our energy right now is unlocking how to make more and more actionable the frontline role. Yeah, it's all about driving that kind of positive behavior and the small habits that take you closer to, to the end goal of yep. a great customer experience. So let's talk a little bit about you and who you admire when it comes to a thought leader in this space or a company who's doing this really well. I'm gonna go a little old school, but I think it's just some of the people I admire, they, they have such a basic and simple methodology. So I'm gonna think of Horst Schultz to start with. He was the CEO and builder of the Ritz-Carlton. And Ritz-Carlton's great brand has highest NPS ratings in its industry. What's more important to me is I met Horst in his 70s, I think, and he had a rule. They had 20 promises in their service promise, and I don't recommend people have 20. He had 20. But the thing that was so interesting about it is it was on a card, and he's still in, the, in his 70s, had the card in his wallet, yeah, which was great because he could just bring it out and show it to people. But what was really neat about it is that every morning in a stand-up, they will get together and they will review a rule. So one of the promises would be if a, if a client brings a problem to you, it's your problem. It doesn't matter if you're in the dining room, if it's about a pillow, solve the pillow problem. And so that was the kind of ownership he wanted people to take. What was interesting to me was when they got to rule 20, he just went right back to rule one. Every day for 30 years, they reinforced the idea of what the service promise was. That, is, that discipline and that incremental behavior enforcement is brilliant and simple. Yeah, and when we look at, we're talking a lot about the customer experience and how the frontline uh, people are the key to drive a great customer experience. But to do so, you also need to have a great connection with your employee, your frontline people as a leader. What do you think is the key to drive a great uh, employment experience? There's a lot of research and I'm on this, and I think you can, one of the things I like is when the research comes back to something fairly simple. People want to have a friend or feel like they have a friend at work. People want to think that their manager is a good manager and they want to be appreciated by the company. 
And if you check those three things off, people are much more engaged in the activity. They've got a friend, they think their manager's pretty good, and they feel like the company appreciates them. That's our mission. If you've turned those around and said, uh, why ask nicely, for instance, I would say because we are working to make it possible for the appreciation to get there in real time, so you feel there that the love coming from the company, that we put the manager in a position to know what to focus on and where the employee's head is, where the frontline team member's head is, so that, that they can be a better manager. And we connect the team in a location, regardless of the work environment, so they can give each other shout outs and they can see each other. Those are the things that, that in the end, really reduce people leaving roles, really encourage other people to join the company and lengthen the tenure of, a, of an employee at a company. Yeah, great. And if you think about, or if you would give one piece of advice to a company that wants to create a better experience for their customer, what would that be? I'm gonna go back to the service promise, but I'm gonna say the one thing you could do is pick one small action to do today and just reinforce it for the team. Break it down into one small action. Don't assume people know it because you put it on a PowerPoint once. Don't assume that everyone thinks about it as much as the one person in the home office whose job is to state the service promise. Pick one action you can do each day to move the ball forward. Yeah, that's great. Small things, small habits each day creates great results in the end. So a final tip. What do you want people to walk away with from here? If I could wave a magic wand, I would have everyone put the frontline team member at the front of the story they're telling and ask what do they need to be able to know what good looks like and how to deliver good. Because everybody wants to have a significant impact in their job. Usually they're not equipped to know what's expected and what good looks like. That would be my tip is move them to the front of the plan and talk about what good looks like for them. And where do you start? It's a three-step process. If you have your service promise defined, ask customers how they feel about that service promise. That's the feedback that is the radar, the guidance system for all the activities that come after. But ask it in a way that asks, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Would, where in there are we achieving? Where in there are we missing? Take that information and deliver it directly to the frontline team in a way that they can digest it and understand and get a pat on the back for what they're doing good and get coaching for where they're struggling. But it's, it is that three-step process. Great. And if someone watching this and listening to this and wants to know more about Ask Nicely, where would they go? You can go to asknicely.com. There you'll find out about Ask Nicely. I also highly recommend the Frontline Magic community because there's a lot of great content and a lot of great thinking there. And I think within asknicely.com, I would recommend looking at the seven habits and the seven tips to Frontline. Amazing. That was all the questions that we had. Anything you would like to add? I've had a great time. I really appreciate you meeting with me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Frontline Magic Podcast with your host, Suzanne Exeson. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or via email on Suzanne at frontlinemagic.org if you have any feedback or thoughts uh, that you would like to share on this episode. 
Frontline Medic provides you with the tools, insights and inspirational stories that you need to delight every customer experience every day. You can sign up for free or learn more on frontlinemedic.org. And thanks for making Frontline work awesome.